Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to episode 46 for the week of December 9th, 2019. My name is Ron Harkins Jr. and I am here with... Valerie Vidmar. The ever Valerie Vidmar. Forever Valerie Vidmar. I think. I mean, with all of these parts. Hello and welcome back. (laughs) You too. That made no sense to anybody. No. That's okay. What makes sense anymore? It doesn't. I was saying all my parts because I have a... I have a hip that's that's uh, expiring. <laughs> We're getting old. All of our parts are expiring. Yeah. I have already had an expired hip 12 years ago. I had one put in and now I'm thinking about getting a new one. I thought I just went hip shopping and I decided that one looks much better than what I have. Purple and striped? Yeah. I just thought I want a new one because. Does it have a spring inside? Give you a little extra oomph oh, upstairs. Wouldn't that be cool? Dunk. I would really enjoy that. A little spring in your I step, could literally. I could maybe run a little bit faster. Or run. Period. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, so, and how have you been? Oh, busy. Life's been busy. Uh, season. The season. Not the season. The year is starting to wrap up. So It is. A couple of. It's December. Last minute. uh client jobs to do and rushing at the day job. So just a little bit of stress and a little bit of fatigue and not a lot of time. That's been the theme of the last three or four months for me is not a lot of time to do other stuff. Things that you enjoy? Things I enjoy. So it often involves me at the end of the day crashing on the couch and Mm -hmm. if I watch something completely, it's a miracle. (laughs) Yeah. kind of thing but it's good I'm still been getting a couple stuff in um caught a couple new trailers this week did you see the new ones that came out James Bond mm. that's a no <laughs> I um am a little behind on the trailers they come up and they're like oh watch this and I think I will I'm gonna watch you later because I'm busy right now but I'll watch you later and then I don't but, oh, wait a minute. The James Bond one, I actually watched because I remember thinking this is probably going to be, this is the last one. This is Daniel Craig's last one. Yeah, I know. Um, Might be my last Yeah, one. it looks good. I mean, I'm excited for it. What's the, t- it looks what's like the title? A, uh, no Time to Die. No Time, so we're using a time again. Time to Kill. I just wonder, like, it, die and kill and all those things. I think almost all of them have based on books, so there's probably a book title with that name. It's just kind of funny. Um, 
another one that came out last night, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Oh. I woke up this morning and saw it in my feed. I'm like, woohoo. So, How's that look? Immediately shared it with my girls. Um, I'm not a big fan of the 80s in general. <laughs> so when things go back into that time period to like be set, I just don't like the aesthetic look of things. Um, I will agree with you with that. I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't. I, when, it's especially a time when they're meant to look like the eighties. Yeah, it's too much. So, except, let me interrupt you. Stranger Things. God, it's like we're connected because but Stranger Things, the cool things from the eighties. But Stranger Things established itself. Because that's where we are. And then you lived in it for, what are we up, three seasons now? You've lived in it. But they didn't go overboard with with it's, fashion and with, you know, all that other stuff. But I guess what I'm, I'm trying to say is, like, with Wonder Woman, we were in World War II. Uh-huh. Or not World War II, World War One, And now we're jumping to 1984. So we're like, it's a set piece jump. It's not like where Stranger Things is, you started out in the 80s. But you've stayed in the 80s. You haven't, like, progressed out of it. So everything feels a little bit more natural. It just kind of feels weird being thrown. But I still don't, at the end of the day, I still don't like the 80s aesthetically. Why did we decide on 1984? I mean, are we talking about... Because that's where the event happens for the movie. I mean, they decided 1984 because it's always like, I mean, we're talking like George Orwell, 1984. Or No, she's actually in 1984. I know. I'm just, she started in 1984. I mean, I, I don't know the Wonder Woman is an Amazonian, so she doesn't age like we age. Okay. So they decided. So she just, looks exactly the same she, like she does in 1917 and as she did in 2019. I'm just questioning why they chose 1984. Because of whatever event happens in that. Whatever That's event. That's what they chose. Okay. They just chose that. Got it. But still, it'll be fun to watch Wonder Woman kick some ass. Um, another 80s flick, <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. But it's set in modern day. And Paul Rudd's in it as a teacher. Um, it's got Finn from Stranger Things and they are the grandchildren of Spangler, I think. Mm. Um, they move, they, how did it start? I think they moved to their grandpa's, their grandpa died and they're there to clean out his things out of this house. And the girl finds the little ecto box, um, and they say that there's been no ghosts for the last 30 years and they had no clue who their fa- their grandfather was and they didn't know about the Ghostbusters and they're sure enough is the last scene is Ecto-1 getting blasted out of the barn but were driven by Finn. So. Oh, Jason Reitman is the director. Yeah. And his father was. And we still have Bill Murray in it and it looks like Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, they didn't show them at all in the trailer they just kind of showed a clip of oh, that's the old 1980s like the newsreel when they were walking they've been like they've actually been probably they obviously were working on this for a long long time because they story by harold ramus mm-hmm. so interesting 
So, yeah, it that looks interesting. I don't know how they're going to... But they have effectively taken the Ghostbusters female version completely out of the loop. That's okay. And it, it does not exist in this universe. That's just fine. I didn't even see that one. I didn't even watch it. I know, probably not very feminine of me or feminist of me or I don't know. I just didn't have a desire. The Black Widow trailer came out. That was a big one. Scarlett Johansson's uh, uh, post-death movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me it. Natasha's post-death movie. So we get to go back and another Stranger Things reference. You got um, Sheriff Hopper's in this one. I love him. Yes, he's in this. Um, we got the uh, Mulan trailer came out. I saw with that. More footage, a little bit more fleshed out, and I actually really want to see it now. Okay, good because you didn't want to before. No, I didn't want to before because it felt weird and misplaced. Mm-hmm. But now they introduced some of the scoring underneath of oh, the. There you go. Um, what was it? it? Was the reflection song? So as this is going on, the reflection is playing underneath, scored out, so that it's in the trailer. So oh, if, good. if they find a way to to bring in those songs but score them well, that'd be kind of cool. This is music by Harry Gregson Williams. Gregson Williams. Yeah. Um, another one I I forgot what we were watching. Uh, saw Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. I think I remember saying that. Don't know where I saw it. I just all of a sudden was like, wait a minute, that's Call of the Wild. <laughs> I love it when you're watching something, you're like, wait a minute, I know this story. Because <laughs> I read the book in like, I don't know, was that sixth grade, seventh grade? It was like part of the, you have to read this book. I curriculum. probably will definitely see that one. Yeah. I know, but. Something fun about grumpy Harrison. Mm-hmm. Harrison but in general. Harrison and like- a dog. For most of the movie. I mean, that's enough for me. That's really all I need. Yeah. Um, and speaking of dogs, uh, Disney Plus introducing their next movie is Togo with William Defoe about the Alaskan sled dog race, one of the sled dog races up there. Cool. So that comes out on December 20th. That'll be fun. A little bit of a surprise because there was nobody was aware of this and then they just dropped the trailer and said it's coming December 20th. <laughs> like, Okay, thanks Disney Plus. <laughs> so, so I found out that the fact that I signed up for Disney Plus and I got it for free through Verizon, I'm going to get it for a higher price than those people that signed up. Um, just signed up with like I think it was like thirty bucks or something or sixty bucks, however much it was. Well, They're going to get a lower price than I'm going to get. Well, there were people that did the year purchase. There's people that did the year through Disney membership type thing. So there's all different ways of signing up. I mean, you're still better than the price of what it is per month. True. (laughs) True. I guess if you, um, but you can always like when that year ends, just cancel and sign up normally. (laughs) I suppose I could use. What's been your experience so far with it? Uh, mm, hit or miss. I mean, I don't know. The girls 
Harper, every time I say, let's go and Disney Plus, no. Okay. <laughs> but Zoe, um, she likes it. I've tried to get her to watch a couple of things, but I guess we haven't been watching it as much as I thought we would, which is kind of unfortunate. So she hasn't found something that she really can dig her teeth into yet. Mm-mm. Well, I, no. Not on Disney Plus. But I think that there's probably, I, I just need to do a little bit more. <clears throat> Sorry, I have like tired voice. A little bit more um, investigating or um, just trying to figure out what's on there that they could watch. I used to do this whole thing where I would go through and write down every single thing and like research. And There's over 600 things on there. No, I like <laughs> research. What are the 10 best things on for this age for the, ten, you know, all this stuff. I would do all these things and take like, because I did movie night. So I would try to find a movie. Yeah. It would be easier. I think for you just to kind of go based off of what their past tastes have shown you as to what they like and go from there. Um, they have very different tastes. I mean, like, although when I do pick the movie, um, for instance, well, like, Harper will surprise me and Zoe gets bored with Field of Dreams and then Harper just got really into Field of Dreams. And I thought, that's odd, but okay, you know, things like that. So they go back and forth. I never know what one of them's going to like. So I know that Field of Dreams is not on there. I was just giving you an example of the different types of things they like. Uh, one of the things outside of the Star Wars thing that, I've been digging is the Imagineering story. I did want to look into that. Really, you know, it's our episodes that are really pretty cool. The girls have all, like every time we've put it on, the girls have come running in and, you know, we've sat there and watched it as a family because it's just been pretty cool. I like seeing the behind the scene things and Disney hasn't shied away from, hey, they made mistakes, they failed, they've done stuff in the past that weren't great but somehow they're still getting to where they're supposed to be. Um, the world according to Jeff Goldblum has been fun. How is it? Okay. Yeah. I just has, I, I know I, I the have art, it. the art direction in it, like with all the graphics is really cool. I will have to, I mean, here I was flipping out thinking I was going to jump on that first and I didn't, I just haven't been able to, <laughs> if you want, I would, I'd tell you, but you're just going to roll your eyes at me. But I kind of got caught up in, I got caught up in Poldark and then I just couldn't stop. So I did Poldark. I did all five seasons and within, you know, however many weeks. And then they, the last episode wasn't on TBS or PBS. I mean, TBS. And so we were in Barnes and Noble, I believe. And Zoe picked it up, found it for 20% off. And then I remember, so it was 30% off. <laughs> so she said, the last episode's on here. So that was a early Christmas present to myself. And verdict? You just, I just wanted more. I just wanted more. So, I mean, I really loved the show. So, um, all those people, I don't even know. I, I know there were two people that made a big deal about, and I said, if my dog would have come along just a little bit later, I would have named him Poldark because he's black and he's like, he looks like a Poldark. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. So he's magic. But yeah, so I kind of got sucked into that 
And then I, but I did go out and see some movies and saw some stuff on Amazon. So I did do some of my homework. Um, I mean, Disney, I got out and saw Frozen too. Ugh. Like, yeah, because you didn't see it though, right? I won't see it. I know. My wife Fine. and kids went. I had no What did interest. they think? I didn't ask. <laughs> you didn't even ask? Nope. I really, fro- the first Frozen was a traumatic experience for me. Why? Because, because all I heard for months. Well, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So I'll wait till it comes out on video. We'll sit and watch it. Have you heard anything about the soundtrack? But I have no interest in going into the theater and listening to Screaming Children. There, there weren't Screaming Children where I was. No. But we haven't seen it in the right... We saw it in a really small screen. We haven't seen it in the big screen. I'm not sure we're going to get in there. But um, they have... Uh, I cried like a baby um, one time. Actually, the entire row of us were crying at one point. And it's been out for a while, right? Two weeks? Three weeks? Mm, I think three. Okay, so we can talk about it. Um, so why do I feel like we talked about this? Did I not talk about it? When Olaf dies, everybody in the entire... <laughs> I felt like everybody cried. Did he melt? Everybody cried. Um, Sorry. No, he sort of kind of blew away. Like he, all the magic came out of him. And I was crying. <laughs> Actually, this is sad because Elsa f- froze like into the, like this sculpture-looking type of thing. And I didn't put it together that she died. So I wasn't affected by her. And I guess she was considered to be dead. I didn't know that. Um, and then right after that, this really amazing song. Now, the next right thing, you need to listen to that song. Because I was shocked what a great song that is and how it captures going through a really difficult time, going through hardship, going through depression, going through losing someone and that horrible ache that you feel. And what you have to do is just get up and do the next right thing. It's kind of just like get up and take your next breath. What is the next right thing to do? I mean, it has that was really good. I was really impressed by the depth of that song. Um they had some songs that were uh that were really funny. Um I mean there were some parts that were really, really funny. I wasn't expecting I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I kept thinking, is this as good as the first one? The colors weren't I didn't think the art was. I'll just be honest because I remember being blown away by that before. But um Panic at the Disco <laughs> does into the Unknown, which in, I believe, the movie, uh, Into the Unknown, um, that's Adina Menzel's song. Mm-hmm. And then Lost in the Woods, Weezer does, like they cover Lost in the Woods, but Lost in the Woods that Jonathan, Jonathan Groff does is like it's 80s. I kept looking at each other like, is this really what they're doing? It was an 80s song. 
In the movie? Yeah. Like it was a total 80s song. And I thought, what are they doing? I mean, it was funny. And we were laughing. We're thinking, this is really funny. And then when Weezer does it later, it's really, it's great. Not that it wasn't great, but I. Because it probably fits in Weezer's wheelhouse. Personally, when, oh my gosh, you're going to kill me. What's his name? Um, the kid who is in love with Anna. I need his name. And everybody's like screaming Sven? at him. Sten is the... Sven is the reindeer. Sven, Sven is the reindeer. But when he does the reindeer's voice, that drives me insane. And he starts talking. I'm not going to get together with some guy who gives his reindeer a voice and constantly is talking in reindeer voice the entire time. And I was so annoyed by it that I just, I mean, part of the song he sings in the reindeer voice. I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Um, I know that sounds terrible, but I just, Kristoff, it's Kristoff and he sings in his reindeer voice. It's just really, really strange. But he meets this other, this other kid, it's very hard to explain, but he meets somebody else um, who also speaks in a different type of voice. And you're thinking, maybe Kristoff, like Harper runs over to me, Harper, who is seven. And she's like, oh, you know what? I think Kristoff's gay and I think he's going to get with this guy. Wouldn't that be great? I said, if sure, I don't care. It's not about me. Because they totally look like they were hitting it off. And I thought, well, that's cool. And now they're saying, now, and then Kendra leaned over and was just giving me the whole, you know, Elsa is never with somebody. And the next, the next, they're saying that in Frozen 3, she's going to be in a relationship with a woman. I'm not sure how she's getting that information, but. We've got a, I thought that was interesting. And she's an undercover uh, Disney agent. She seems asexual to me, but whatever. And I really didn't like it that we had to throw in the fact that they had to get engaged at the end or get married or whatever. I think they get engaged. Who? Anna and Kristoff. Mm. I'm like, seriously, can we just get through one movie where we don't have to have a guy and a girl get together? You know what I mean? Like just, I mean. But weren't they together in the first one? Not engaged, but they were together. They were. That's fine. So they got together in that one. They didn't get together in this one. But why can't they just stay together? Why do we have to make it all about? Oh, I'm going to give her the ring and all this stuff. I'm not sure why. Um, I mean, they've been together for what three years now. It's about time. <laughs> I suppose. But it was a big deal about, I mean, it was some beautiful moments. There was, it got me choked up. I thought there were really funny moments. I laughed out loud. Um, we did stay till the very, very end where they had the little, little filmette or film, filmette. Featurette. Post-credit. Post-credit featurette. What would you call that? Um, they had one there. But I thought overall, I mean, Zoe really likes the... Um, soundtrack. So, and like Kendra went out and was listening to it like immediately. 
So they had some really good songs in this one. More songs were better in this one than the last one. Like the last one had three or four songs in the whole movie, really. Mm-hmm. This one had a ton of songs in it, which I enjoyed. So I'm going to say, if you haven't seen it, I would go see it. And if you can see it still in IMAX, I would go see it in IMAX because I didn't realize that everybody looked kind of weird thinking, gosh, Kristoff looks a little strange in this movie. Why? Because it was filmed in IMAX. And then you put it, it was just, they, everybody looked weird because of the format we saw it in. It wasn't. Well, even 70 mil projected on a normal screen, it's just going to be the same. You're still the same height. It didn't, it looked odd. Like the characters looked strange. I guess I would, I guess I'd like to see it in IMAX to see if the characters look different, especially Kristoff. Kristoff didn't even look the same. Hmm. And so, um, but I do think that would be really beautiful. Huge. I I do think they would, it would be really pretty. And if you're like me and you have no interest in seeing it, that's okay. That's fine. It really is fine because you're going to, but Olaf, I think, I would think Olaf of all the characters you would like and you would think was really funny because he does this whole thing where he gets, um, well, Josh Gad is a hoot. He is so talented and so funny, but they have Olaf who basically does, goes all the way through frozen one and then, and then halfway through frozen two to get somebody caught up on what's going on. And he does it really, really fast. And it's, um, it's really funny. So I think that you would, I think you'd like him of anything. That's the only thing you'd probably like. Uh, Josh Gad has a new show actually coming on HBO called Avenue five set in outer space. Really? Yeah. I caught the trailer for it. Um, looks interesting. It's got, uh, I, I know there's going to be people yelling at me. Um, the guy who played House. Hugh Laurie? Yeah, Hugh Laurie's in it as the captain of the ship. I love Hugh Laurie. Um, so I was sold as soon as I saw the two of them. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And cool. Hugh Laurie is just like... I mean, ugh, he's... The, the ship goes into like a little accident type thing and a lady comes up to him and asks him, are you going to get out of here on a uh, space or escape pod? He's like, no, but if I had one, I'd put you on it. And then as he's walking away and I'd fucking set it on fire. <laughs> I was like, I'm sold. I'm watching this just because it was it. Yeah. It I would like, watch you, Lori. Okay, this is my kind like, of comedy. Cross the street. Yeah. I like him a lot. He was one of the first people that I was just completely floored by how well he can hide his true accent. Uh huh. And I was like, it's that is talent. And if people have not seen House, I just, I am excited for you. If you haven't seen House, I'm excited for you. Go on and find it and watch it and then get sucked into all those. I know. And there's also a lot of people like that have gone on from that show. Oh, yeah. There's been a like lot of people. incredible number of people that are just like, this was their first start was on that show. And then they went off to something big. <laughs> it's like. Oh, like Olivia Wilde. I know. It's <laughs> like that was the first time I saw her was on that show. In fact, the the movie I watched last night, the, the chick was from House, um, and I I want to say I don't 
want to say because I'm afraid that I'm wrong, but I believe she is. Um, well, I think that it was, uh, I think it was her in uh, the report that's on Amazon right now, the movie. Okay. Uh, we don't have to talk about it right now. I'm just saying that yeah. I think she's in it right there. So a little bit of news from this oh, yes. world. Carol Spinney died. The man behind Sesame. Uh, oh, Big yeah, Bird. Big Bird. I I did hear that. Man. I just, I kind of heard that my wife this morning. She's like, oh, he died. I, and this was like a day after I was just watching something on YouTube. I apparently had missed this. This must have came out during... Um, I, when I they it. had the Sesame Street anniversary. Oh, I saw it yesterday. It was Big Bird doing a um, uh, the lip sync battle show. People go on and it. like battle oh, right. for like who can do the lip sync. While it was it. Big Bird doing um, You Got a Feeling and the other song was, um, I forgot what the other song was, but it was a Josh, not Josh Groban. <laughs> uh, the other one that's like Josh Groban, the other guy. The other guy that's like, there is no one like Yeah, there is another guy. You'll know who uh, he, but he's more jazzy. No. If you say Michael Buble, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, it was Michael Buble. Oh my God. He is nothing like Josh Groban. Don't even put them in the same. Mm, They're similar. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Okay. Different styles. Totally different people. Totally different talents. Completely different talent. Sorry. That hit me. No, they're not. They both have the same amount of talent. They do not. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's not start off fighting like we ended fighting the last time. <laughs> they do not. Okay. So um, what else do you have in news? Uh, Planet of the Apes has been, once it was acquired by Disney, is now getting a reboot. Planet of the Apes? How about Planet of the Dopes? Sorry, that's from Harry when Harry met Sally. little okay. quote. Sorry. But yeah, the uh, Planet of the Apes, Matt Reeves directed really good stuff, and now they're going to reboot it at Disney, and he's not involved in it. And this is kind of weird. So especially for like how good the the trilogy of the new one was. It doesn't matter. I mean, if they see that it's going to bring in money, they're just going to reboot, reboot, reboot. It just drives me nuts. And speaking of reboots, and speaking of Josh Gad, Joe Johnston is coming back and making a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. Ugh. I'm sorry. I am not a Honey, I Shrunk I'm just not. The girls like him. They think they're fun. I never, ever liked him. I don't like What's-His-Bucket. Uh, Seymour. Uh, suddenly Seymour standing beside me. Seymour. No? You don't like him? Mm-mm. That, but that's who I think of. The Suddenly Seymour song. Um, he drives me insane. Give me his name. His name. Martin. No, it's it's at the tip of my tongue, but I don't say it often. It's not Martin Short. No. It's Mar- I like Martin Short a lot. Um, but yeah, he drives, me, he drives me nuts. So I have a hard time watching him. I don't know why. I mean, he's a talent, but he's just not that. Rick Moranis. Yeah. So... Before the show started, um, we got the Golden Globe 
nominations came out, so I haven't even had a chance to kind of go through them. They go to kind of look Sunday. to see what's already been nominated. But uh, holy cow! Kind of kind of run okay. through a couple of these. Okay. Uh, best motion picture got nineteen seventeen. Which go ahead. You're pointing at me. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm going to talk about something later. Uh, nineteen seventeen, um, which to me looks like a phenomenal movie that is not yet to come out. But judging by the trailer, I'm still picking this as best picture. I just saw the trailer and it's beautifully done. I mean, it's beautiful. I thought not the trailer, but the movie, the lighting and and the acting even. Um, surprising to me, The Irishman is on there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I was not a fan of that movie. I know and you were kind of go into it a little bit. I mean, I felt like if you weren't a fan, I don't know. I didn't feel like I was going to check it out. Uh, the Joker. That, I'm happy. Not a shock that that's I'm, on there. I'm happy. But, that makes me happy. Um, marriage Story. I have not seen this yet. That's the one that's on Netflix, right? I believe so. With Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson? Mm. Or is that a different one? I thought it was Adam. Okay. I'll Amazon? look it up. Um, and The Two Popes, which is also on Netflix or Amazon. The Two Popes. I think. Maybe not. When I think of Pope. But that's the one with... Yeah, this is the Pope. That's the Prince song. Going over to the best motion picture, musical, or comedy. I got Dolomite is my name. I'm still that's still on my list of things to watch. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Still wanted to get out and see that, but it's probably going to be out of theaters quicker than I can get there. Marriage Story is Netflix. Uh, Knives Out. Let's talk about Knives Out. Okay. We both saw Knives Out. We did. um, On the early release. We did. So it was like the back on the twentieth. Yeah, we could have gotten, we could have been really cool and just gotten right on the air, but we didn't. So no, we, I was quite tired. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to go home. Um, it was funny because I didn't even realize that you were there until after. I'm like, wait a minute. I think she said she was going to this tonight. I did. <laughs> and she was literally like two rows ahead of me. Um, what'd you think? I thought it was going to be funnier. I did. I, I was expecting more. Why? I don't know. Why did I think it was going to be funny? I thought it was funny as it is. I thought it, it was. wasn't anything that was like forced funny. It was just more of like screwball or stuff happening and that makes it funny. I don't know. I think that I'm. You're stuck on Clue. It's so weird the way you can read my brain. It's, uh, yeah, I am. I am stuck on Clue. And I was sitting there thinking, this is just not as funny as Clue. But I know it's not Clue. That's a part of the problem. It is part of the problem. Because when you Because everybody was trying to compare it to Clue beforehand. It's not comparable. It's just not. I I think it's different. I think it's just as good, but I think it's different. It's not just as good. Yes, it is. Okay. Um... Again, you're stuck on Clue. You're stuck with... Because it's funny. And I laughed out loud. This one, I did not. Did you laugh out loud? I was thinking I was going to laugh out loud. And I didn't. It wasn't meant to be a laugh out loud comedy. Funny things were supposed to happen. But it was more about the mystery and... What was funny? Huh? What was funny to you? I get a, a kick out of just the normal, like, weird things that people do. You know, I love the the 
the cutscene um, at the beginning where he kept going back and forth between all the different um, family members, and he kept getting different parts of the story, and he kept going back and forth, and then uh, what was her name? And you saw part of it in the trailer. Um, Which lady? The the sister. What IMDb it? No. <laughs> um, the the one who she married the brother and then the brother died, and she's got the daughter. Tor, uh, Tony. Yeah, Tony Clark. God, she's she's well, she's great. But like she's when they a- he asked them a question and they all answer it and then <laughs> and she's like, oh, I can't talk bad about the family. And then the next thing is Don Johnson just ragging on the family. Yeah. You know, like little stuff like that. Like that is funny. Normal, natural human behavior that would happen over the course of it. But then the the vomiting thing, that was just funny to me. Just that somebody had, that was their, her answer to the responses that she couldn't oh, that's tell right. a lie. If she did, she vomited. And how that came back to play the final thing at the end, I thought was great. Yeah. I mean, and I liked, I just liked the way he tied everything up in a way that you kind of weren't expecting it to go. I wasn't. I was Even kidding. though they like laid out pretty early who it was. We kept, I kept thinking it was going to change. And then it did. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I know, but then oh. I thought it was gonna change again. Like I really kept thinking they were gonna throw a curveball, and she was gonna do some type of, you know, I don't know. Kevin's well, I, the the curveball was her throwing up I know, to get him to confess. I was thinking that it was possible that she was doing some type of um, Kaiser Sose thing where she was making herself throw up and. She could throw up at any point she wanted because that would have been great. Like, yeah, because. But then if that happened, then you'd be like, oh, that's too predictable. Not if we didn't find out until the end. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, that's been done before. Not people learning how to throw up on cue. I mean, they're just like throwing up. That's hard. No, faking it and then turning out to be the person at the end. Yeah, I didn't quite understand because she was like at the end when she was holding the cup, I didn't understand if that was supposed to be something. And you said, well, he had that cup in the beginning. Yeah, you missed you missed the first 10 minutes. I, I, the, 10? I missed 10 minutes? I think so. Okay, here's so, the reason why. I get in there. I get my paw. I have a crutch. I have my purse. I have... And then I spilled my pop all over myself and all over the floor. Then I had to go back and get another pop. I mean, I was just trying to get in there with a crutch and doing all this stuff was hilarious. I said, I hope that you have cameras in here filming this because this is ridiculous. And I finally get in there. I couldn't get in there to save my life. But um, yeah, I was thinking, I wondered if I missed something so, integral. Well, right, right at the beginning, as they start um, showing you pieces of the house and kind of going through like... Showing that he's a game master, or not a game master, he's a um, he's a writer that does thrillers, and it's showing like pieces from like mm-hmm. his works and everything. And as they show a shot of his desk, they show his coffee, and his co- that's his coffee mug, 
and it's my house, my rules, something. I forgot it now, but mm-hmm. um, but that all goes sil- sil- it's cylindrical all the way back to the end that she's holding it because it was his house. He mm-hmm. set the rules that his family no longer got anything and she got everything. And so that was her little statement of holding the cup that it's now her house, her rules. And that's the I did way it like is. I did like the way they um, wrote the whole how it got screwed up, how she they got mismarked and she actually was trying to save him, and then like how he figured out mm-hmm. how to kill him. That she was able to tell the the right stuff by the. Mm-hmm. So I liked I did like that. So I thought I mean that wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't smart or anything. And um, I thought it was refreshing. It was different than other stuff that's out there. I enjoyed it. There wasn't a point where I was like, "Ugh, this movie is dragging on. I want to get out of here." No, I was I was engaged all the way, and I thought Daniel Craig was freaking phenomenal. <laughs> he was funny. I mean, the whole movie, he just seemed he seemed like the smart guy, but in reality, he's a bumbling. <laughs> detective that falls into things and that she says that right in the beginning she's like you're a really bad detective he's like yeah and you're a really bad uh killer you know and yeah. just i like that the fact that he he or she he grabs the knife and it's fake oh my god that was but hilarious. that was another thing that was set up at the beginning that was funny oh um when that seems Awesome, I didn't see that, I guess. Yeah, you might have been in there. It was when they were up in the, the room for the first time. The first time we're up in the, the room where he ends up getting killed. Mm-hmm. He makes a statement about how people can never tell the difference between a, a real knife and a prop knife. Mm-mm. And it shows the shot of one of his knives. That's that famous, the knife that was on his book, which oh. is the same knife that he grabbed off the thing and went to go stab. Oh, so I didn't see that part. Yeah. And it was like, and as soon as you was down on him, we're like, that was the quote that came back to me. Is like, people can't tell the difference between a prop knife and a real knife. Do not miss the first 10 minutes of this movie. But this would it's be... a lot of, there's a lot of setup at things and the stuff that comes back to it. It's not a perfect movie, but I mean, it's a solid been, A for me. For, that would have been funny. I mean, it had I caught those things. But it was, it was hilarious in the moment when he's like, he trying to stand right, he wasn't doing anything. And that freaking piece of artwork with the knives is just, and she goes and sits in the chair and she's perfectly framed with all the knives coming around her head. Everything's pointing to her. Yeah. And then it all unravels. So I think if you can go see it in the theaters, it's a fun night to get out and get away. Definitely. Um, I mean, to get away and have a good time, it's difficult these days. So. But in standard fare of award things though musical or comedy is just such a weird category like i don't view it as a full-on comedy Mm-mm. i mean that was definitely not a drama like even once upon a time in hollywood i don't view as a comedy no no i don't <laughs> but is it they put it in there well this is the you golden know, globes they've they also put what was they, it, the martian they was that do- the one from a couple years ago that they put in musical or comedy odd <laughs> Odd. Uh, um, and we also have Rocket Man. Rocket Man, comedy, musical. I cried. Oh, musical. I'm it's sorry. Musical or comedy? Musical or comedy? Because that makes sense. So. Um, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know the first one. Dom and I, my name, it was the one I was talking about that's got, um, it's Eddie Murphy's film on Netflix. Oh, okay. It looks funny as hell. We've got to go see it or need to stop and sit and see it. Uh, best performance by actress, got Cynthia Revo. Who you were excited about? Um, Charlize Theron, um, from what I've seen of the bombshell trailer, looks like it's going to be a good role for her to dig into. Renee As, Zellweger, I'm curious. You saw that movie, right? I did. Judy, I did. Yeah, because I did a whole thing on it. But uh, hmm. that's one you have to sit and think about with a long time. I thought she did a really great job. I just wish, I don't know why they had her sing it. We know Judy Garland's voice. Why did they have her sing it? It's not like she sounded so much like her. I mean, it's not like. Joaquin and and Johnny Cash. I mean, you know what I mean? Or yeah. even um, Sissy Spacek, who nails Loretta Lynn's voice. Um, Renee did not nail Judy's voice whatsoever. And the fact that they had her do that was really kind of, that threw me off. So anyway, moving and on. And ScarJo is in there for Marriage Story. ScarJo, and Scar And Adam Driver is in there for Marriage Story, mm-hmm. along with Christian Bale. And Joaquin. I'm so happy. I really want Joaquin just please to win this thing. I mean, I don't know if he will because he probably pissed off everyone in the holiday in the foreign press, but who knows? Yeah, I'll get over it. And then the best actress. Oh. Aquafina. Oh my gosh. Beanie Fieldstein for Book Smarts in there. I loved Book Smart, as you know, everyone, but what a great. And Anna DeArnis. Emma Thompson, really? I that's not I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of floored by that. But Yeah, moving on. Oh, Annette Benning is who I watched. So I'm I keep I'm really going. Um I should say Taryn Egg, Egerton Wait, for Rocketman. Way down there. I know I okay. kept going. So, best performance you got Daniel Craig and Leo and Taryn. And, and Taryn and then um, by actress for supporting role, I have Annette Benning. I thought she did a good job in report in the report. Um, I have not seen Margot for Bombshell. Oops. I didn't see Bombshell. Well, Bombshell's not out yet. A That's why movies I that aren't out yet. It. So okay. Uh, supporting role, we got Tom Hanks, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Brad huh. Pitt. Anthony Hopkins. Wow, this is going to be a... That's quite a lineup. Yep. All leading men in supporting roles, <laughs> with the exception of Joe Pesci. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have we got in Best Director? Uh, we've got Parasite. we got Sam Mendes. Oh, I really want to see Parasite. Have you seen it? I have not. Uh, we've got Sam Mendes for 1917. Quentin, mm. Martin, Scorsese, and Todd Phillips. So yeah, that one's going to be a tough. I don't know. Right. If I had to go. I'm going with Sam Mendes. I would say, I mean, just, I would say Sam Mendes just by, that's by looking at the trailer. Yeah, that's pretty bad. A tough but, one. All right, I like Noah Baumbach. No, he wrote Bombach. Marriage Story. So, I know. I mean, it's, it's the perfect swirl there for you. You better watch it before the next show. I will. No worries. I really liked the Once Upon a Time screenplay 
So I did like that. And then I haven't seen Parasite, The Two Popes, or The Irishman, which you have seen and obviously did not enjoy. Um, huh. Mm, animated picture? Yeah. Huh. Frozen yeah. 2, Lion King, Missing Link, Toy yeah, Story 4. It's going to be between Frozen 2 and Toy Story 4. And, Toy Story 4 was pretty damn good. And How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Yeah, KK. Um, best Let's Motion Picture. We don't know that one. Television series. Oh, Morning Show. Apple TV Plus got nominated. Oh, there. you missed our best television series. I like Big Little Lies, The Crown, Killing Eve, The Morning Show. Yeah, you end succession. Um, hmm. I didn't miss it. That's where I am. I know. I, <laughs> I skipped I a couple of the it. other ones. I but. knew it when you saw The Morning Show. Um, yeah, The Morning Show. That's impressive. What else we got down here? Best television series. Best limited. Catch-22, Chernobyl, Fosse Verdon. Good choices. Unbelievable off Netflix. Mm-hmm. We got two of the cast members from Unbelievable nominated by act for actress. Huh. And Wow. Oh, Sam Rockwell for Fosse and Verdon. I have it seen. Two actresses for the morning show, Reese and Jennifer. Hmm. Pretty impressive for something they got hammered when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's Go the start ahead. of award season. I think we've talked enough about it. And it's on January 5th, I believe. Correct? It says January 5th. January 5th. Yep. So that's when you can check it out. If that's your dang. Otherwise, you can hear us talk about the words as they go on, as we get to watch a couple of the movies. It's nice though, like a bunch of those movies are already available to watch. We're not going to be waiting yeah, for the next couple of weeks to try to watch stuff. That is nice because it's very hard to get out and watch stuff. <laughs> so like staying in and watching stuff, um, Mrs. Maisel, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season three is on. I know you love her. Love it. Love the show. I also got um, <laughs> my friend Leslie was trying to talk about... Um, Jack Ryan yeah and I kept, and I was talking back with her and I called him Jack Reacher and I didn't mean to I'm not talking about Jack Reacher I'm talking about Jack Ryan Jack I'm Reacher like, will I, be on eventually like I know I'm not I knew I knew who you were saying but she dug Jack Ryan she really dug it she went through it really quickly it is he's a very good actor but it is so hard to get Jim out of my head from the office every I, time I see him Every time I see him. I know. The only time, like even with watching Jack Ryan, I'm just like, this is <laughs> this is the job that Jim went to after The Office. Speaking of The Office, did you see Ricky Gervais is doing the Golden Globes again? That's, no. Yeah, he? he's, the, he's the host. <laughs> wow. I like him very much. It cracks me up. Um, another new one that just started up. This is for Apple Plus people. Uh, Truth be told, it's got Olivia. Oh, her name. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna butcher her name. Uh, so I don't kill this whole thing here. 
It starts with Olivia. Olivia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Is it Octavia? Octavia Spencer. Oh, okay. Um, she's a award-winning writer that worked at the Times or something like that for 20 years, and then she retired and went on to become a, a podcast host. And she's telling... I, and I ha, I've only started watching about half of the first episode and it's got some adult things in it. So I had to you know, <laughs> turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Not Bye. good for right now. Um, but she goes back and does a podcast on the story she wrote 20 years ago that ended up putting a kid or was part of the circus surrounding putting a kid in jail for a murder. And now her view on that murder has changed and everybody, so I, I'm going to check it out. I like Octavia Spencer. I do. So, and it looked like really well made. She makes shit pies. She makes what? Shit pies. Shit pies or ship pies? Shit pies. She Did you not see this, the help? Uh, yeah. A while ago. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's a help joke. Okay. Uh, anything else coming out? Anything new in the theaters this week? Um, in the theaters, I would say, oh, when is, let's see, today is the, yeah, Jumanji is coming out this weekend. Oh yeah, Jumanji. And. How about that? Uncut Gems. Uh, Dark Waters came out this past weekend. That was one I wanted to see. Um, that is noticeably absent on the award sheet. Mm. I didn't see anything for Dark Waters in there. Richard Jewell, Bombshell, and Black Christmas. I believe that's it. So, and then... Yeah, the next weekend is Star Wars. Yeah, we've got tickets for Star Wars. I'm counting down the days for that one. Uncut Gems. I'm not sure about this. Well, the Aeronauts came out last week. That was the other one that came out. The what? The what? Aeronauts. Oh. I don't know anything about Richard Jewell. It's about the... Richard Jewell case from the 1996 Olympics bombing in Atlanta. My gosh, the people they have in this movie. Yeah. Sam Rockwell, Kathy Bates, John Hamm, Olivia Wilde. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, before our next show, you know, we're going to have, of course, like we said, Star Wars, um, Cats. No. I know you're looking forward to see Cats. I'm not going to go. Cats is out. Cats is going to be out. Cats, yeah. I don't even see anything on here about it. December twentieth. No. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Oh come on! You know you want to see that. I really don't. Um, you got Little Women on Christmas Day, oh, nineteen seventeen on God. Christmas Day, oh. Spies in Disguise on Christmas Day. I'm going to pretend to be ill. And then just kind of crawl out the window. And that pretty marks the big ones for the rest of the year. Look at the cat. The cat's. Oh my gosh. The 
the cats is just freaky. I they look terrifying. It, yeah, I I would have probably appreciated it better if they didn't go the CGI route and just put those actresses and actors in. Mm-hmm. Just put them in cat suits like they do with the Broadway show and be done with it. Yeah, but definitely. instead they CGI them. That's into, weird. Um, so I guess I'll finish up with my thoughts on the Irishman. I did not like it. <laughs> okay. And I, I apparently I'm going against a lot of the critics. Would you like to give so, like a type of kind of like a, what happened? <sighs> All right. So if you're not familiar with the Irishman, Irishman is Martin Scorsese's new piece that is been released on Netflix. It's got Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and uh, Bobby Cannavale, and there's somebody else that I'm missing. That's, that's another big, another big uh, mob guy that's in a bunch of <laughs> movies. Um, basically, tells the story of uh, Robert De Niro's character, who's basically gets hired on as a hitman for um, uh, kind of Joe Pesci's. Not Joe Pesci's. Yeah, it would be Joe Pesci's character is kind of playing the the strings a little bit, and Robert De Niro plays Jimmy Hoffa, and so Jimmy he ha- plays Jimmy Hoffa. He plays Jimmy Hoffa. Okay, and so it's about that whole world and how Jimmy Hoffa is interconnected with the mob connections and all that that happens. Sounds good with them, but. Snooze fest, huh? Were you, For me, possibly you were tired or no? No, no. I just it wasn't super engaging for me. It seemed like it was a easily a two hour movie that was told in three and a half hours, just because they wanted to have more screen time. And then Anna Paquin is in it mm. as the daughter of um Robert De Niro's character. I said Robert De Niro played. It was Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. Robert De Niro plays the hit guy. I screw that up. Wait, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and these all people from <laughs> Martin Scorsese films. Yes. Okay. <laughs> even even in one, I mean, aren't they all? I th- is Joe Pesci? This, is this in... the first time I think that all of them are together? Okay, so Joe, Joe Pesci's in a different one. He's not Goodfellas. Okay. With um, I was getting confused because we have the. Um, Oh, no, I'm not thinking about it. I was thinking about Francis Ford Coppola. Godfather. Lo Siento. Same. Okay. But, again, I, it just seems like something that could have been a really good, tight two-hour movie stretched into a three-and-a-half-hour movie. There wasn't enough that was engaging enough for me to say, oh, I really needed to hear this part of the story. This was great. This helped set up things for the end. But again, like I said, apparently I'm wrong because the critics are mean you're wrong. eating this thing up like crazy. And every time I say this, I'm getting the, oh, you don't have the attention span. I'm just like, I sat through the extended editions of all of the Lord of the Rings and there was enough in there to keep me engaged for over four hours. So I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't connect with the film. I found nothing interesting enough about it uh yeah 
if you want to watch waste three and a half hours, go ahead and watch <laughs> it. Um, I, I think the CGI that they did on the characters took me out of the film quick. Right. To make him younger or um, something. Oh yeah. They de-aged. Well, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci are all seven year olds, I think. And they brought it all the way back to the 30, 30 year olds versions of themselves. And they have a scene where Robert De Niro is kicking a guy after pulling him out of a, a shopping mart for talking to his daughter. And this is why Anna, Anna Paquin no mm-hmm. longer talks to her father. And he beats the living shit out of him. But it's old man Robert De Niro, de-aged, kicking somebody. That's strange. It doesn't look like a guy that's in his 30s who should be you know, at least physically uh, for who this guy was supposed to be. Um, Somebody that would be physically doesn't look like it would be a problem for him to kick somebody's uh, face in or hand in and Mm -hmm. make it look demeaning. It looked like a guy that was seven years old trying to get his balance and try to kick somebody. Really? It was just bad. And then some of the other CGI was just creepy. Like what color are Robert De Niro's eyes? They're not blue, right? I think they're brown. Okay. They CGI'd his eyes blue in this. Okay. And they're so distracting blue that it would be, it's the case of, I don't care if the original character's eyes are blue. Just leave them alone. It's distracting. And, uh, and the Al Pacino spends a good portion of the movie yelling in Al Pacino form. He seemed like he was his character from uh, Glenn yeah, Gary, they are Glenn brown. Ross. Can I read this, though? Because yeah. you'll get a kick out of it. Um, Irishman viewers distracted by Robert De Niro's horribly. <laughs> um, they tweeted, the de-aging of the Irishman is really good, but De, but De Niro playing someone of Irish descent is hilarious. His blue eyes make him look like John Wayne. They don't even, they don't look natural. Why would they do that? I don't know. It's, it's really like strange. what, it's like when Johnny Wet Depp uh, played Whitey Boulder, they changed his eye color too. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. That's really funny. So yeah, the CGI took me out of it quickly. And maybe that was where my disconnect came is it just, in a film like this, I don't think I was expecting this much CGI to tell a story. Well, I would have appreciated it better if it was old man, Robert De Niro on a chair going back and telling a story with younger characters. Sure. People that were age appropriate and not that look like him. Yeah. I mean, I get it. One thing, if you're in a play and you're you're trying to play that character through many different generations, you kind of lose that. You have a, a wall of imagination that you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a movie, it just doesn't doesn't come across good. Brad Pitt can do it because he had a pretty neutral face. <laughs> I know. I mean, he wasn't old. I know. I know. And I I don't mean I don't say that as a negative against. De Niro and Pacino, it's just, it's a fact of life. When you, you, 
they've changed so much from what they look like when they're younger. You look at Robert De Niro in Godfather, I know. and you look at what they tried to make him look like it when he was young in this, he, he doesn't even look the same. That's what that's probably, is problematic for me is it doesn't look like a young Robert De Niro. It looks like somebody took Photoshop and de-wrinkled him. Mm-hmm. It's still old Robert De Niro. He talks like old Robert De Niro. Some of his speech patterns like got to me, and I don't know if it was his choice or if it's the way the the guy actually this talked. This really bothered you, this movie. There's just he makes an apology to Joe um, Jimmy Hoffa's wife at the end. After spoiler alert, if you haven't heard this, um, he killed Jimmy Hoffa. Mm-hmm. However, this is all unfounded. Nobody knows whatever. So this was like right. who killed Jimmy Hoffa? It's like okay, here we go. We're opening up the this story again so he calls joe jimmy's wife and it the whole time and i'm just like really that's what it sounds like you're having some type of no it's he he's trying to console her he's like maybe he's just gone maybe he's and it's just okay but you know what at the end of the day they're all making the big bucks, and I'm here at a podcast table. <laughs> With me. Thanks yeah. so much. Um, one movie, well, the movie I saw was definitely not CGI'd. If you want to see a better movie, just go watch The Godfather. You can watch the two, but not the third one. Um, uh, I went to see, well, I went to see on my couch last night. <laughs> I saw uh, the report that was the director of the report is Scott Burns and Scott, like we're anyway, Scott Burns did movies that I enjoyed, but other people may not have enjoyed. Um, so he did Contagion and he had side effects, which I took Jason to see side effects. Oh my gosh, go he hated me, he hated me. <laughs> I think I took Dustin and Ryan and, and, and Jason and they all looked at me like, what in the hell was that? they were pissed at me after that. Anyway, and then Contagion and um, Born Ultimatum. So, uh, and in fact, he actually is the producer of The Laundromat. He directed Born Ultimatum? Born Ultimatum. uh, Yeah, he did. Wow. Okay. So, uh, he directs The Report, which is centered around, I would say, um, a, a senator, like a Senate staffer, Daniel J. Jones, who has played another by Adam Driver. Um, Annette Benning is in it. Annette Benning, um, I thought she was great. She plays Senator Diane Feinstein. Is that right? Feinstein. Feinstein. Okay. Um, and what it's about. I don't know how much of it's real. I don't, you know what I mean? Like they don't, it's about Daniel Jones. um, His, he's tasked by his boss who isn't it Benny um, to investigate the CIA's post nine 11 detention and interrogation program and uncovers shocking secrets. Anyway, shocking secrets, which we all know about now, but, they show he's reading it and 
and they show what they did. They're showing it, and I kept having it. To, it was hard to watch, man. I was shocked. It was shock. They were shocking secrets because I I just sat there horribly uncomfortable, horribly like, oh my god, oh my god. Um. It, but this is probably you know a big. I mean, there are people that believe in this, and there are people that don't believe in this, and. Um, this movie was definitely leaning toward the, this, you know, this did nothing. All it did was make people say whatever they could to get out of being tortured. Hmm. Waterboarding. I had no idea that waterboarding was so, that it took, that it was so long. It was long waterboarding like I the guy counting and I kept thinking he's gonna stop and he kept going 24 25 I'm like you gotta be kidding me ugh like some guy died in there um but it's hard to watch it's very uh I would think it's interesting um it's interesting and I believe it's I mean, it's based on a true story on, you know, I guess Daniel J. Jones idea or his experience because he, he left right after this and a lot of people did. And then they make a big announcement here. It talks about that nobody who, um, nobody that were in the CIA that uh, were part of this interrogation um, the way of, inter- of this way of interrogating uh, went to jail even though somebody died nobody went to jail nobody did anything and then it said in fact one of them became the head of the CIA so um, this is um, on Amazon Prime and they packed a lot into an hour and 59 minutes. So oh. um, I think you would think it was interesting. Um, I I was sort of like kind of trying not to, I, I don't know, get, get upset by it, not angry, but just kind of I was horribly uncomfortable by it. Um, and I couldn't tell you why. That was probably their intention. Yeah. I mean, I just, because obviously they didn't want anything to happen again. And obviously they wanted to find out everything they possibly could. And I understand. It's very timely release because it comes out at a time when we have a president who is at the moment advocating for going back to all that and he won't shy away from using that style of torture. All they did was prove that it did nothing, that it didn't flush out anybody, that it didn't flush out anything that they didn't already know. I don't think they got anything from it. Um, From when I, unless I missed something, but Jason came in and watched it for a little while, but I think it was hard for him to watch too. So, um, if you're interested in this, watch it. 
and then form your own opinion about it. I don't know. I guess I... It's hard for me to form an opinion on something that I... That I'm not... Like, if... If... Would have... Like, if somebody related to me or whatever, you know... Nine Eleven was something that I watched on television. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do have friends that were there. I have friends that were scared, you know, for their families' lives. I was, you know, I'm always shocked about listening to their stories. But I, you know, if I were a family member, would I be like, I don't give a shit what you do. Just mm-hmm. do something to find out more and find out so that we're protected and do whatever. You know, I don't know. So this is something that's going to be divisive. It's going to be something where everyone has an opinion. So I think you should watch it just because it's informative, if anything. And I think that people should be in the know. I guess that's... The more you know. <laughs> wash up. That's so not... Um, but yeah, I definitely think you should watch it. If you can, on um, it's on Prime Video. So it came out November fifteenth. So it's been out for a little while. And it has a great cast. So yeah, John Hamm's in it, and at Benning, um, and Daniel. Uh, oh, and here's there's Daniel. Adam Jones. Driver's in it too, right? And Adam, Adam Driver. Shush. I know. I have this thing about Adam Driver, and I need to get over it. Um. I know make you just watch Adam stupid. Driver movies for a week. It's just stupid. I, I this is the first time I saw this man's face. Okay, he was killing Han Solo. I just can't get over that. I cried so hard. You have a, a very strong direct emotional link to him killing a part of your childhood. You know what it is? Every time I see, um. Oh my gosh. In JFK, he played the Patsy. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not Lee Harvey Oswald, but the yeah, guy. Yeah, you know. he played okay. Lee Harvey Oswald. This man who has played many, many, many different things. And every time I see him, I think, look, it's Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> and he has been in everything. Um, but Gary Oldman. Yeah. Every time I see Gary Oldman, I think it's Lee Harvey Oswald. It's those people that when you first are. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. See, when I see him, I think Lee Harvey Oswald because that was my first boom. That's who he was to me. You know, I mean, don't you have anybody like that? You see him and you're like, that's who they are. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. You actually just mentioned somebody. You mentioned the guy from the office. You're like, I used to have our time. Because he's still the guy from the office. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, by the way. I think it's a little bit different with people that are on a TV series for a very long time versus somebody that's just in a movie. I think a person in a movie can establish themselves in several different iconic roles rather quickly. Well, however, I was very young when I saw JFK and it affected me greatly. Like I had a very emotional reaction to this movie. <laughs> I um uh, I passed out during it. 
in the movie theater. Interesting tidbit about JFK is in the news over the weekend or on Friday, they're actually the bullets. They are doing a 3D scan of the bullets and making them available for people to view. Why? I don't know. I just, that was part of the history. It's part of the history thing. That's, I don't know what to say about that. Um, back into the left, back into the left, back into the left. I mean, I have so much of that movie memorized. <laughs> back into the left. I mean, God. My mom was his, my history teacher and she had us watch it. And we all had to get our parents to sign off on it so she could show our senior class um, JFK. And um, it's just like a, represent, a representation of how a movie can really like really gear your thoughts or gear your opinion on a certain mm-hmm. something. And um, now you're like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what happened. Um, Joe Pesci's in that movie too. Everybody and their dog is in that movie. Yeah. Wow. If you're playing that game, then well, Kevin Bacon's Kevin in that Bacon, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very short seven degrees of Kevin Bacon for anybody in that movie. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so anyway, watch it. I was trying to say, if, did I see anything else? I don't think I did. No, that's I it. I don't think so. I mean, I saw a movie, but I it's an old one. What do you What do you want to see before the end of the year is out? Um, I really do want to see Brittany runs a marathon. I saw that. Yeah, we watched that one. Oh really? Damn. That that would be one I would say don't waste the time okay. on. Okay. You can make up your own mind, but I'm just saying that for me, it was a waste of what was that, like an hour and a half. Really? It man, it really looked good. Did you see the new season of Goliath? I haven't even watched the first season of Goliath. Oh, yet. No. Really? Yeah. Really, really yeah. good. It's really good. Anyway. Um I'll probably watch Goliath. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe I haven't mentioned this. I'm really upset because I could go off on this for a while, but I won't. I, I, I saw Where'd You Go, Bernadette? And it is fantastic. Kate Blanchett is fantastic. That movie rocked. I loved, I loved it. And the girls watched it with me. They really liked it. Um, it's funny. And I listened to the book too. So, and Kate Blanchett takes the character Bernadette to a higher level and she really, I mean, she really comes to life in a different way, actually, in the way she's portrayed in the, in the book than she is in the movie. She's great. And, um, I liked it because it, well, she is a, she's an architect. She's extremely talented and she, she's a creative. And when creatives don't create, they can become a little bonky. I didn't think she was bonky at all. I totally related to her. I got it. And I, she said so many things that I wish I could have said, could say at times. She just, and I loved the relationship she had with her daughter. I loved it. Ugh. She's not, she got a nomination. Did you see that? No. Yeah. I wasn't looking. Yep, she got a nomination for that. I'm glad because she was so good. 
So good. So good. So if you are able to watch that, um, I didn't see the movie theater. I don't know why, but watch it. It's on Prime Video as well, except it, I will admit I did rent it. So it's going to, and Billy Crudup is in it and um, Judy Greer. Um, is that how you say it? Crudup? Crudup? I've always said Crudup, but Crud, it could Crudup, be Crudup, something Crudup. completely different. I saw I him just in know two him. movies. <laughs> Speaking of knowing people, eh, Prefontaine. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> but a great it's a great movie. I really, really, really recommend that one. That was probably the favorite that I had, that I watched in the last couple of weeks. So there you have it. But anything else besides Brittany Runs a Marathon that you wanted to see? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, my brain goes that way. Um, I would like We're to We're all see... just pieces of poop going around the swirling toll, swirling bowl. What? We're just pieces of poop going around. Why are you saying that? I don't, know. I don't understand. Um, I wish that I, okay. Do I want to see a beautiful day in the neighborhood? I'm not sure. Saw it. That was the other one I didn't talk about. And? It's not a Mr. Rogers movie. That, that I think is important for people to know going in is it's not a movie about Mr. Rogers. It's a movie about a writer who's, has an experience with Mr. Rogers during a certain point of time. So it's not a biopic of Mr. Rogers' life. Good to know. Which I would have enjoyed more as a film. Hmm. Yeah. I Do I want to see Bombshell? I want to see it just because the leading ladies that are in it. I mean, Mm -hmm. Margot Robbie and... Uh, Nicole Kidman and Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty awesome. A pretty awesome. And then you've got John Lithgow as Roger Ailes. Okay, John Lithgow. Yeah. That's really all I needed to say. So um, yeah. And I was when we had Showtime. I was watching. I think it's called the Network, and it had Roger Ailes was played by Russell Crowe, and it was really good, and. Uh, forgot who else was in that, but we the, dropped our subscription. The network? I think it's called The Network on Showtime. It's a new series. Yeah. Who wrote it? I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> okay. I just know who was in it. Oh, oh, you were saying, okay, I was thinking Newsroom, Los Santos. Okay. Newsroom. No, no, no. That's a totally different show. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know if there's anything. Um, oh, no, because I said I was going to sneak out and see these movies. Remember what's coming out Christmas Day? 1917. And. Oh, um, Little Women. Yeah. I would like to see both of those. It's the loudest voice. That's the name of the show, not the network. OK. There's too many things going on, but it's about the Fox network. Oh, so I would like to see those. So we have Bombshell. Um, I would like to see Skywalker, The Rise of Skywalker, um, Little Women, and 1917. Do I want to see Jumanji? I would take my, I think I would take my kids to Jumanji. What's it rated? It's rated PG-13. It's possible. Have, have they seen the first one? 
Yeah. Yeah, then they're probably fine for the second one. Yeah, they've seen that. I wouldn't think they would throw anything in there that's worse than the first one. Yeah. And uh, there we go. What about you? 1917 is probably number one on my list. I've I've already got tickets to Skywalker, so that's I'm already seeing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, 1917, and then probably Bombshell and possibly Jumanji if I have time. I am going to go see. The good thing is time opens up after this week, so I can take a breath. I think I'm going to go see. My, I'm blanking. You're going to go see Frozen 2 in IMAX before it gets out of theaters? Mm-mm. No. I'm seeing, um, it's at the Dryden. I'm seeing things that are. It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. I'm seeing that on the big screen. And they have two of the characters from It's a Wonderful Life. Is that right? Am I getting that right? Oh, my Lord. I think it's their two characters from that movie are going to be there. Filmed in Seneca Falls. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, they based it off Seneca Falls. So that's kind of cool, which is not too far from us, by the way. Um, They even have a race down there. And I missed when Harry Met Sally was, it was on the big screen and I missed it. Mm. I, I had children. When you have children... Oh, children. You just, you got to miss some stuff. That's okay. Uh, I liked having the children, though. All right, that's it. What about you? Did I already ask you? Mm-hmm. And you answered? Any new books or anything? You know, I have, been listening to, I have been listening to kind of like a random fair, but I'm um, Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Stephen King's new one. Mm-hmm. Been listening to that book. And um, the book now, is good. Did you see the movie? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. So the book is um, it's good, and they have a good narrator. And then I am also listening to um, a book that I think is really good called Doop. Wait. Oh, Pretty me. Girls. Pretty, Pretty Girls by Karen. God, everybody. Slaughter. <laughs> Sorry. It's just random. Karen Slaughter. Uh, and I, I just, I listen to a lot of good books, but I, my attention span has been short. And so I've been having to like move on to a different book and then come back and I've got to move on to something else. I, yeah, I did. But yeah, I really think so far, Dr. Sleep is really good and very interesting. And I almost feel like I have to listen to The Shining because they're so different than the movies. Mm-hmm. It's this one is coming off of the book, not the movie. So, did you see it? What led you to choose that one? Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. I like Stephen King. No, I, I did not see the movie. The movie of Stephen King's, even though it's not one of his most well-known, it's like even a that that sticks with me. I think about all the time. Is the Mist? Yeah, that weird. Okay. I mean, it was not a great movie, but the ending sticks with me. And like Jason, I these huge talks about what would you do type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to tell you about it. You should watch it. Sorry, I'm not going to do that. But, uh, do you have a, are you a Stephen King fan or do you? Uh, no. 
I, I'll, I'll watch the movies, but it's not one of those like I'll go back and watch it like 50 times. I enjoy it as like a kind of like watch it once and done. Um, mm-hmm. Like I kind of I appreciated it like with Ready Player One when they did the whole shining sequence in there. Yeah. Um, and so, it all, it just really boils down to the, the who handles the. Ready Player One, such a better book. Who handles the, the work? Like I didn't enjoy. Oh, what was the show that was on Hulu? Yes, I liked it. You didn't like it? I didn't. I liked the book. I did not like the movie. We don't know. 1964, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. The one about surrounding the JFK assassination. It was now, it was, um, it was. No, Castle Rock is, uh, yeah. I I liked Castle Rock. I'm waiting to kind of go back in and dig into it a little bit more. No, that one is called Nine. Nine twenty two sixty three, six twenty two sixty three, something like that. No, yeah. he. It was nine. It was November twenty second of nineteen sixty three is when he was assassinated. Yeah, I just I didn't like the film, or it was a series. We watched the series together. It was, eh. But I liked the book. Yeah, the book was good. And so I just think it was handled poorly. A lot of um, his books are handled really poorly. So yeah, but I watched Misery recently, and um, I mean I've seen it before. I mean the way they did Pet Cemetery, they just can't get that. I mean just read the book, just don't even try to watch the movies. And it didn't watch the book, didn't watch the movies, don't care. I know, <laughs> I just don't care. It's a I just don't care. Uh, it's this clown abducting kids. Okay, doesn't do much for me. Um, There's a little bit more to it than that. I know. (laughs) It's a shapeshifter and all this stuff. I mean, even if Tim Curry played it. My favorite Stephen King, though, is still Shawshank. Oh, you know what mine is? Well, it's called The Body, but I like Stand By Me. Yeah. That's my all-time favorite. But I haven't read the body, actually. I should read the body, see how that measures up. But yeah. Um, have you been to Shawshank? No. no. I haven't either, but my family has. My mom and my them. It probably firmly sits in my top 10 films. Oh. I, you know, so many things in my life change that my yeah. top 10 has really, there are some that have stuck. But there are a lot of things that kind of go in and out. But yeah. I just think it's a well done movie. It is a well done movie. And Morgan Freeman. Well, I think we've talked long enough. We have. I feel like <laughs> we're, we're sitting there. We're starting to ramble like, now. We're starting to ramble. And I thought, I was looking at you like, what's well, our time now? Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Later. Bye. Bye. See
our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today. Like what you've heard? Want to continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site. A way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. Please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.